having this this kid but you don't even know you have a baby it puts a strain on your relationship with your your spouse it puts a big strain because both of y'all with the baby first born everybody got to get out the bed i remember one time my husband had a nurse say that he had to go to work the next day and what you think working around the house ain't work i gotta take care of a newborn and i just had a baby you know so i just taking care of this baby and i ain't getting no sleep day or night you bound to make some mistakes especially if you don't have somebody helping you you know leave a pot on the stove it is hard it is not easy and then as the child grow up and find they got little legs and they start walking oh my gosh then you got it's like you got to feed them make sure everybody in the house is is good yeah i take care of majority of stuff at home my husband also does housework because the conversation around my house was i can't do it all by myself i am not superman i ain't gonna even try to be superman i'm not superwoman i don't have a black woman complex where i need to take care of everything and be strong for everybody but myself you know and that's another thing from culture to culture we could even get on that like what's pushed on us as far as especially black women you got to be strong for everybody else i'm on bring it with it you know and you get married to a black woman they like oh you got a strong black female and most of the times half us we go through so many things internally because we have struggles that we never speak of that gets added to the marriage if he had psychological issues anything that that person was dealing with while y'all was dating and you could not have known about it it comes up in marriage if their daddy left them at an early age and now they gotta raise a kid don't expect the greatest father for your child because they didn't have no guy even if they had like an uncle or somebody around that person probably wasn't always there because an uncle don't live in the house usually with the uh the nephew so don't expect like him to be world's greatest father unless he's given that child everything that he couldn't get and then some but some people they the stance they take is well they ain't know how to do they didn't they don't know how to do it and will make an excuse and coast the whole time on that excuse like like as if and then the girl if she never had a baby this is my only child you know she she don't know how to be a parent either but she got to learn and most times it a lot of the raising kids fall on the woman although it's supposed to be the man that nurtures the child if you read what god said to abraham he told Abraham to nurture Isaac. It's about the man's supposed to nurture the child, but they don't. They rather they do the nature part. We take out there and learn how to how to spear something, how to catch something. They want to do that part, but they're supposed to do the nurture. And it's in other spots in the Bible. The only thing I think of right now is Abraham, Isaac, because uh, I've been reading Genesis like crazy lately for Bible study. But that's but like, don't know that. Like a lot of guys don't know that and all the work falls on the woman the baby is supposed to you supposed to be raising the man is supposed to be raising and even tony evans acknowledges this tony evans is um, a pastor and he acknowledges that and you know so you could read it for yourself and go and check out tony evans because he talked about how men what what men are supposed to do he has a segment called kingdom men and he always talks about what the man role is nobody ever actually addressed that they'll address in church they'll address the woman to the fullest you need to be married you need to be chaste you need to be this you need to be that you need to be you need to be but then when it comes to the men it's like well you know and then it's kind of pansy out and then that same attitude is taken in marriage well you're supposed to obey and then he gets the big head but the real the real thing about headship is when you really uh the head that you're supposed to be you don't have to announce that you the man and you the head all the time in a marriage because if you're really leading in real headship you wouldn't have to do that it's insecurities and if he's insecure and you marry him then you best to believe his insecurity is going to show up in his leadership style and it's not just him that's in leadership you are too you're supposed to guide your home as a woman you guide it and i don't think a lot of people get taught that and when they hear it they laugh they be like crazy but then go look it up because it's in the bible you know it's in your word so it's about the two of you coming together it's like having the commander and his second in command 
and y'all get together and y'all come up together with a plan to make your marriage work not everybody else no y'all y'all keep this plan between y'all and have a plan what you're gonna do with if you have kids you know have a plan of not letting your children see you fight that you gotta have a plan for everything because when i tell you marriage is very very tough and it's the funny part by the time i met my husband i had met so many jerks i was like screw that i don't want to be in no marriage because i don't want to be submissive i'm not gonna submit to nobody you know like and, <laughs> I think I said that to you too. I was like, I'm screw that. Right. <clears throat> right. And I still don't. <laughs> you know, I still don't. Because I'm me. My husband, no, don't even say the word submit to me. And I'm not <laughs> 10 feet in the air. You talking about submit. You better, sh- better get out of my house. You know, like, that's like, yeah. you have to say stuff like that. If you want to be married, you better know what you get. Because even when you know, who you getting right then that is not who you getting 12 years into the relationship date them for 5 years because I'm telling you you'll be able to see you'll know you'll be able to read them red flags or read that person when when the time when you need to because before that you could be getting anything a year you could be freaking getting a, a clown in a freaking I don't know princess dress, mm-hmm. but you definitely getting a chameleon. Now, here's something that has been very, very sensitive, and I know we speak on this many times, and I know you tell this to me on what I need to do um, myself. You know, it's been hard sometimes, but. Um, When it comes to, and I'm gonna speak on this on the the catches that I'm seeing is when it comes to premarital sex or just sex in general with um, with most women. Most women always feel like they they just gotta put it out there and say their version or no no yo virgin or their celibate or anything to make it feel like they want to scare a guy off and say no i'm not having sex before marriage or they just want to see is this guy really about sex more than the actual relationship what is it about this whole the whole sex issue that most fem- most women feel like they want to put that they want to put that stigma when it comes to um, the whole faith Christian aspects. Sex is the most the most intimate way you can get to know a person in the Bible. Whenever, when you have sex with a guy, honestly, I, I gotta be honest with you, he know everything he need to know about you. So laying down with him is not the first thing you need to be doing. Relationships should not be tested by how well the guy does in bed or how well the girl does in bed. That shouldn't be it. When you, the Bible says, and he knew his wife. It don't matter which he it is. That's what it said. He knew his wife. That's the ultimate way of getting to know a woman. So you go inside her. The two of you become one. Whatever you become one with is what you have joined yourself to. So she a hoe, you a hoe. And if you a thief, she a thief. If you a liar, she a liar. Because she joined herself to you. Because in the natural, we see it as... You know, it's just sex. Sex without marriage is called fornication, which we shouldn't be doing anyways. Fornicating. That's why I think it's pronounced fornicating. Well, I'm from the country, so I pronounce my mm-hmm. words funny sometimes. <laughs> um, of course. Sex with somebody else other than your husband or wife is adultery. 
and then it says that you've caused that person if you're married and that person is not you called caused them to commit adultery because you've joined yourself to them god don't see god sees us when we connect in sex he sees us as one so we just we just spiritually marry that person not only that but you're taking a bit of their spirit with you that's why if you're a thief she'll thief because you're taking a little bit of that person with you so by the time they done slept with half the nation and then they come and they get married they come in with like 10 different personalities which is why you should date them for five years so you will know what you get <laughs> in this clown cake <laughs> it's like you gotta you gotta be careful you shouldn't be messing around with these people before you marry them not just the engagement ring because i have heard horror stories people get get the engagement ring they're like well we are getting married so we can go go ahead and do it guy get what he want a girl get what she want and move forward mm -hmm. it's it's touchy it's it's very touchy yeah, and it was very touchy to the point where so in my so in my situation that really speak on this situation is I had of course I dealt with people who they got burned so they feel like they've been used and abused with it to the point where now it's like they want to pull the brakes and say oh yeah i want to be celibate uh -huh. until i get until i get married because they feel like they're not gonna let another guy use them for their bodies but then on that scope i've seen people that i had dealt with that when they meet somebody that sexual or has a high sexual um high sex drive and they realized how much they wanted and this, this and this, sometimes they can't control their own set, you know, sexual um, appetite because it's been so long and they feel like they made a promise and they feel like, they feel like they've been too pressured on their own self where it's like, I want it, but this is what I feel like I need a, you know, I, I want to say I want to wait till marriage, but it's like it's like they dealing with a tug of war where it's like it's not the all in all, but at the same time, it's like you can't feel like just because this person has a high sex drive doesn't mean he's not gonna respect you, or right. you got got you just gotta put it out there to see. If he's, you know, if he really gonna be with you or not, and I feel like that's like one of the things that most women feel like they scare guys off when they feel like they just want to see if he's about that. Maybe she's scared. I mean, because women are taught that all men want is sex. You know, like that's like the general general thing. Yo, my son go take out somebody's daughter. They think, oh well. Uh, he just want to have sex with you uh, and it's it's that belief right there that makes me say that to my husband when when he gets old enough to date we're gonna go and we're gonna meet the girl's parents or whatever because i got concerns too like i'm raising my son and my son is going to be a preacher not because i want him to be you know he he wants to be a doctor he's going to be a doctor and he's going to be a preacher but the preacher part was prophesied to him and from my experience with my life, we have no choice but to follow our prophecy um, mm -hmm. that God has placed over our life, you know? So, and if we try to do everything else, it fails. So I know at some point he's going to do that. My concern is keeping him pure until he gets married, you know? And I don't want no girl, cause girls, let's be honest, girls move a lot faster than guys. Sometimes guys cannot even be thinking about stuff. And sometimes y'all not too bright when it comes to, to signals and hints that she trying to, trying to do stuff or trying to give you all these little hints that she want to kiss or you know she wants you to put your hand right here like guys don't be thinking that because most of the time they just be sitting there looking like uh duh you know no but you know what though especially in today's times i ain't gonna lie i'm one of those i'm one of them does because i'm so cautious about like yeah. is this the right move to do yeah. when like 
did she want me to do this? Is this something that I want to do? It's like, you don't know. So I'm being cautious. Like, if I'm going to the movie with someone and someone want me to put their hands around them or hold hands while we watch a movie, I'm like, is this the right thing to do? So I'm right. playing cautious, not saying she just giving me the signs or giving me the signals and everything. I'm really playing cautious-minded. Right. And it's her move because most of the times that is, that is what y'all get. Like, y'all, that's what we learn is that y'all don't want nothing but one thing and you know what that one thing is and once you got that one thing you on your way you know and so most of the times a lot of a lot of the um stuff does the the female does start it first you know so maybe she's just being cautious because she knows she ain't in control of her feelings she feels some type of touchy and she's just trying to make sure that you ain't there to distract her from her mission because we usually when people get serious about their faith it is stuff that always comes to distract them and the devil knows exactly what it is we we fall for most what we really want our hearts desire what it really mm. is, you know like you could love god and you want to do something great for him and you striving to do that but then along come mr smell good look good act good is good you know and then you be doing everything you be doing the most i got a sister like that she loved going to church. She reads her Bible all the time. But she will drop everything for a man. I do mean everything. Her children. You know, like, she'll drop her children for one. Just like, especially her son. And it's like, I feel so bad for him because he's growing up and he's seeing this. You know, but so that where does that put him? His daddy ain't there to tell him this that and the other but he see how men treat his mom and i just i feel so bad and then they call him they call him bad so like what is what's gonna happen to him when he grow up i'm too far away to do anything about any of it mm-hmm. so i can't do anything because my husband would used to every time we go around he spend time with him you know so we got now we got our own child you know so it would be ideal for him to spend some more time with both of them, but I'm too far away. But the stigma is that you guys, y'all, y'all just want one thing. It's been proven, especially in my sister's life, that they will get you off track. Like, man, if you trying to do something, you could be got off track, but that also can be spent around. Women know how to get men off things, off track on their life too. That's, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, one thing that's not on on my list before we, you know, we call it, is um. So, and this is not even like a religion um, question, but just to talk, we we speak on this a lot, so. Regardless if it's online dating or in-person dating and everything, a lot of a lot of stuff today is about image. And when it comes to like online dating and social medias and every forefront, everything is all about the image that people portray themselves with the pictures they post feel like they're this person or that person or the way how they show him a lot of skin a lot of provocative um poses or just showing pretty much almost nothing like do you think when people post those those photos especially on online dating because that has become the norm trend is that something to say that's going to be somebody that's going to be a wife or that's something that's to grab this man's attention to say I'm showing all this but I know I want this man to be my husband like is that like the right 
track the right trail to say you want somebody good but you're showing your body or you're showing this persona of you to say hey look at me i'm professional i'm sexy i got a body i got this and that i got muscles but i want a husband and i want a wife What's professional about not wearing your clothes? Wouldn't it wearing clothes become unprofessional? Mm -hmm. That's true. It's becoming more and more these days. What you put out there. Like they say about the law of attraction, what you what you give to the universe, the universe give back to you. If you gonna be out there with no clothes on, then you're gonna get the guy that's looking for you with no clothes on. That doesn't necessarily mean that he is going to be the marriage material type. Like, hey, that don't mean that. But he sees something, you got it, and he like what he see. Men are visual creatures. If I want to give a man something to look at, you know, and you know what? They don't talk about women are visual creatures too. Because if you marry and your husband look like slop crap and you see a nice looking guy that walk by, your eyes are on that nice guy because we are just as visual as men it doesn't get talked about and nobody gonna mention it but we are definitely visual what if we're not visual then what's the deal with that one guy with the blowing with the blowing hair romeo fabio on all yeah. the books with the big muscles and the abs mm-hmm. than steel we are visual creatures as well you know and if you put it out there saying hey i look good look at my body look at me I'm amazing. We're going to be the main ones like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want somebody that's decent and dressed up, most of the time, them people get passed over, you know, like, because I guess they square or whatever. I don't know. I I personally, I like a guy that's not, that's not showing everything. Yeah, I used that was, I knew a guy who had mega muscles, looked like he was a bodybuilder or something. Picture off, you know, like shirt off on his pictures was mm-hmm. short as guns and everything met him none of that attracted me you know it's fun to look at but he wasn't he wasn't like he wasn't the guy you know like my guy's a little bit on the scrawny side with muscles but he gotta be on the scrawny side or else i ain't not not as scrawny as our mutual friend <laughs> but like you know like he gotta be a nice little a nice little cut of, of meat on him you know Right. But not too much. And not like muscles thicker than Hercules. I can't deal with all that. That's too much for me. You know, but if you're putting yourself out there on a dating website with no clothes on, first of all, I encourage you to take that picture down and put some clothes on. Once you put something on the internet, I don't care how many times over you erase it, it's still there. Somebody still got a copy of it. And once you get married, it's very embarrassing to see your body with somebody else's head on around on the internet and you like hey that's my body or hey oh my gosh you can't even believe you did that but when you have kids suddenly you become so dignified you don't want your kids to know you did that don't do it in the first place it's not smart you never know what you could be attracting you don't know what lurks around online sexual predators stalkers killers the freaking craigslist killer is a real person you know he'll see beautiful ladies on craigslist and go kill them I never even thought about a serial killer in this day because Ted Bundy was the one I studied when I was in school for criminology and he was charming. He got he he had women from left to right. He could get into your house, you know, and then the Craigslist got the Craigslist uh, the Craigslist guy, sorry I get tongue tied sometimes. He um uh, he discovered the ultimate way. He just go on Craigslist, find you, and freaking kill you. You know, and who's to say these people on here? They see that because you don't know what people's trigger are. Jason was killing people because what? They was they were not moral. They was doing immoral things like sex outside of marriage. And he would go and he'd kill them. And then he just got crazy because he was just killing everybody. But that's what he started off, you know, he still he was doing that. And it was because, you know, the moral and also I think they left him and he drowned or something. I forgot I haven't watched Jason in so many years. He was a psycho then to me and he's yeah. a psycho. I can't wait till Max get old enough to watch Jason. But <laughs> you can't just you cannot be online. And then what about 
when you get a job because jobs search social media to see what type of person you really are i wouldn't want my new boss looking at me naked i gotta work with that person now now with that like i'm glad you said that too like do you feel the way how people portraying themselves on the Facebooks, the Insta, Instagram, um, Snapchat, or whatever else. Now the big thing now is the whole TikTok. Do you feel that when people portray persona images of how they are going out, not out of town with friends, or how professionally dressed they look in this and this and this, and so forth, so forth, do you feel like the way social media have now become the life of people? Do you feel like that's also getting the way to say who is this person? Because now that I really got to see a lot of growth in me, when I see dating sites and seeing all these profiles and people videos with TikToks and everything, I'm looking like, okay, that's nice, cute, and dandy. You might have this job and wonderful, but who 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 you really who are you really? Like who are you when you actually home? Who are you when you're not working? Who are you when you're sleeping? Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Even the professional looking one that has on like her clothes and stuff like that. Um, Do I feel, do I feel what? No, I was saying like how you feel. Cause I know you're, I know I don't see you a lot per se on social media. So when you see a lot of people or when you hear the things that the way people put in their, like the way they want to persona their image on social media like they're this person or how people put on dating sites they're going out on trips the party the get-togethers you see a lot of you know pitch you see a lot of stuff out there where it's like they out going out but you don't see them like regular homebody people and even though they say they homebody like i know i hear people say well I want to show my best image because I don't want to show with no makeup or just in regular, you know, Miss Mary clothes because, you know, they don't want to get passed over by somebody. So do you really mm-hmm. feel like the way how the like the images of social media and everything else is a lot of is one of the reasons why when people think in marriage, they think they got to put their best their best look out there maybe i i don't really know because i know that um i don't know maybe i always just been a little lazy or something like i always like to look very nice when i go outside now mm-hmm. with a child i'm lucky if i freaking just look like me you know <laughs> i was lucky if i could just get up you know so i know that being presentable um is a thing like you want to look your best when you're online when you're in public i get what you mean now by image um you want to put the best out there like even with me and my podcast i want to put the best quality of product out there when other people are listening to me because it does it does reflect on how i look and feel but you're right nobody is at home with these people when they just look like scratch head you know t-shirt and whatever them those them little pants them jogging pants from way back in the day the sweatpants you know they don't see all that you know some people will let you see that but not everybody you know like they at one point on tiktok didn't they have something my husband bought it to me and he was like you could easily do this and not have to change anything they would show themselves without makeup and then they would come back and then it would be all their faces would be like all made up you know photoshop they was photoshopping Yep. I didn't know. I didn't know Full they was doing. I thought they was doing the actual makeup or whatever. 
Now, like, they have this, like, they have, like, these special images where you could put disguises on the face. Like, you don't have a mask on, but you could actually put something to say you got a mask on. Or you don't have glasses like the glasses I'm wearing, but you actually could put images of you wearing glasses like these, even though you're not wearing glasses. Oh, they have filters. Okay. Yes. Okay. So he was saying they were just like going and they would make themselves up and then they would switch the camera back and be like, boom, this is what I look like without makeup. This is what I look like with makeup. And they was getting all dolled up. And he was saying that, you know, I didn't have to do that. I can just, just, just get up and be like, hey, I woke up this way, you know, and he ain't wrong. I can't do it. But I would, I told him, I'm like, I would never get on social media because I realized now when you said that that's them, they're giving you an image, you know? So I'm guessing like for them, that would have been kind of like maybe allowing you to see them at home without makeup. And then they boom, put on makeup. And then they're like, hey, the it image, or, you know, whatever. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really know. Like, cause some people like to be very presentable when they go places. Like me, mm-hmm. I, my child, you, you know how it is when your, your mom, when you was younger, you'd be like, you ain't following me looking like that, you know? Yeah. So we get taught from an early age that we should put forth our best image. But you know what? At home, it shouldn't stop. You know, like, which, especially if you get married, it definitely can't stop. You always got to give your best foot forward. You always got to put it forward and give your best. You know, a lot of people, like I said, you want that though, but you don't know. Because seriously, what you, what image you put out there, it is what the person think they are getting. And I mentioned something earlier. Um, whenever those people who have on no clothes on all of these sites, when you get somebody, the first thing they are going to want you to do is take that image down, to take that picture down. Because they don't want nobody else seeing what they got. Because they got it. Brother, you, you're the it <laughs> that they got, you know? Now, but do you feel like they put in pros? Do you think they do you think they put in false um persona of themselves knowing like okay now they talking to the person but now because they put they see that image of them and they trying to see what that person is all about and now they saying they're not about that person that they are not like that do you think they just giving like this this whole fake um image of themselves just to say I want a man to talk to me, so this is what I gotta do. And now that they're talking to the man, now they're not being the person who they post online. Some people are like that, yeah. Some people, not all. That's true. And you know, and I know, you know, most most people feels that that's the norm. That's the norm. And it got into the point where younger women in the 20s and now even older women going into the 40s feels that's what you need to do in order to grab a man's attention mm-hmm. or change up a, a change up a particular look from what you was in your last picture to say, this is what I was before. Oh, okay, this didn't get a man's attention, so I'm gonna change this look to grab his attention. Oh man, uh, that's that's rough. I've been hearing things about the dating world. I have a friend who's my age, and he's dating. Um, we're the same age, you know. So we're both 37, and he he says that the dating world is ridiculous. I think he prefers to be married because of how ridiculous the um the dating is i forgot the the apps he told me that he went on for dates um but he says that sometimes the people they come and they're happy and they're not psychotic but about six months in they're completely psychotic you know and i'm like what in the world and he's like at this point he's so desperate 
he's giving benefit of the doubt to the less craziest female that you he's have to <laughs> you have to no you don't do not settle <laughs> what's wrong with you you do not settle at no I, point <laughs> i mean i realize you don't want to settle but it's no, like you don't like like you have to you have to you have to filter every every little thing that's so like literally bad out there to the point where it's like if there's actually someone that's sane enough <laughs> he said the same thing oh my gosh like, like that makes me want to stay married forever <laughs> like you have to because now it's like you thinking if you think man is the crazy one and you realizing there's actually a woman that's beyond crazier than men, it's like you have to you you have to wash your own self as a man. Because <laughs> you really don't know who's what and who's who. Oh man. Like, you know, and, and you know, and I told you this before where um I thought I met the most normal and regular person out there, but next thing you know, I find out she's a sex fiend. <laughs> and and because I ain't giving her the same sexual satisfaction that she used to get before, we're done. Wow. No matter how well treated her, I did. It didn't matter because. Her, her sex drive is different from my sex drive and I'm not giving her her satisfaction. She's like, nah, I, I'd rather not be going behind your back so I might as well just end it and just just done. At least she ended it. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, again, you're going to have people out there who say the most craziest things, but it's like you don't know if that's really them. You know, and, and and yes, I'm one of them guys that says, "Hey, I, I want them guy. I'm one of them guys that plays the Playstations and the Nintendos and that." I make jokes all the time. It's like I don't mind giving my girlfriends Nintendo and PlayStation my money because I know they're gonna be here. But I don't know the woman gonna be here because. You don't know who you see in these days. And even though from my time, you know, this is the time that I just graduated high school and I'm getting ready to go to college in Alabama in, in 2002. As crazy as it sounds, it, yes, it's 20 years later, but 20 years of seeing the dating world is like, this is not the dating world yeah. I saw back yeah. in 2002 and it's, and it's beyond me how society and social media and everything else have dramatically changed since then you know you were in college and i was still in high school i was in 11th grade no no 10th grade because i graduated in 2004 from from high school yeah, and I, well, I already know i'm old <laughs> and I went to college in 2005. That was my first semester, January 2005, because I skipped um, Jan I skipped 2004, August semester. And in 2006, I met you. Isn't yeah. that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's just so crazy. Like, I don't know what my world would be if certain things didn't happen where I left Alabama to go back to Florida and then from living in Orlando to go to Tallahassee and then meet our mutual friend I don't know what my world would have been but yeah 2002 was when I left to go to Alabama Alabama State University and like like it just changed so dramatically mm -hmm. um so before we you know end this um podcast i have one interesting question for you you mentioned you've been married now for 11 years yeah that's that's uh an accomplishment 
that a lot of people today haven't even experienced yet, but they want marriage. So, and I know how much of a woman of God you are. You, you, you preach it on here, you preach it when we just talking on the phone and I went to your church way out in the country. Yeah. <laughs> meet the pastor that was preaching at the church and everything. So you definitely fit everything that a lot of women say they are and what they're looking for with marriage. So with everything that we spoke about, and this has been like a real good topic on on this um, podcast. And that's the reason why I told you I'm bringing that fire. I, you know, I brought it. <laughs> what advice would you give to those people who are Christian, both men and women, or someone that has a higher belief in faith, what advice would you give them when they're like, they want to be married or they just want to find someone that's good for them and for you that have been through all these different trials and tribulations to get to this point in your life with marriage, like what advice would you give to someone? Um, I would say if you're a person of faith, the first most, the most important thing in your life is knowing God. When Adam was in that garden, the first thing he knew was God. It wasn't Eve's name or even that she existed because she didn't. In fact, she came a little bit later on and she was so important when she came. Um, very important. And Adam explained why. But before we get to the point of knowing anybody else, know God and then know yourself because even as people of God, we are very human. And we walk, we're supposed to walk in the spirit so that we don't entertain anything in the flesh like lust and all that jazz. And if you're a person of faith, then I don't have to go down the list to tell you what all these things are because you know. So if you're really a person of God, the first thing you need to do is know the Lord God. Know what it is he require of you. Then fast. And you don't have to fast your whole day. You can fast for an hour. You can fast for 30 minutes. You can fast as long as that time is spent with just you and God. No matter what, always put God first. And then everything else will be given to you. Like it says, seek ye first in the kingdom of the kingdom of God. And all these things, all these things will be added to you. So all these things, you want a car? That's all these things. You want a wife? That's all these things. You want a husband? That's all these things. But first you got to seek. We used to have um, a DBL. Remember, he used to say, seek, asking mm -hmm. those, seek the kingdom, seek the kingdom. And he said mm -hmm. that every Sunday, STK, seek the kingdom, you know, because he he realized that when we put God first, that everything else will fall in place. So first of all, fast and pray. And then when you meet the person that you trying to trying to make into your boo, you need to ask them all kind of questions. I don't care how question, how crazy the questions sound do you bathe what do you what what's your morning routine look like if they don't if no way in that morning routine they're not like oh first thing i do is get out of bed and pray or they say I, I pray throughout the day or something like that if god is not mentioned in that routine at some point then you need to start skipping on down the road and going elsewhere you really do because they already done told you and you don't even have to ask them you don't even have to ask them about god at that point you know, ask them like what was growing up like, you know, ask them basic questions so you can get to know the person. And if God don't come up at some point, then you need to be like, well, thank you for your time. I need to keep moving because you're not what I'm looking for. You look like him. You smell like him. You look like him. You smell like him. You act like him. But I didn't hear you mention nothing about God in your statements. And they ain't going to be no, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I because God shouldn't be the add on. God should be first. That's first and foremost. With me and my husband, I told him, like I said, the one thing that we didn't do and I knew better was that God was not in your vocabulary nowhere. You know, and people that's really into God and in the faith, 
God is ever in in the in the conversation. They weave it in. It's like is is woven so deep into their language. And I'm not talking. They're like we bless the Lord at all times, and His praise shall forever be in my mouth. Amen. The Bible said that's not it. Just because I can do that clearly, you know, that's mm-hmm. not them. It's just woven into your inner speech. Like sometimes you don't even realize you speaking scriptures and you speaking it. That's how woven you should be with God. And then anything else that 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 person that you're seeking, it'll it'll just come into place. And my husband, no, he did not have everything. He had some qualities, and it is by God's grace and God's grace alone that he and I are married today. It is by God's grace and God's grace alone that he and I are married today. Because at some point I had said, I'm okay. I remember my friend told me, he was like, this is going to be your husband. I said, he played too many video games for me. <laughs> right now, I already knew that was a red flag because I knew, you know, like, I'm not finished. I already beat Mario. <laughs> I don't have to do it again, you know? Like, I had already done that. And he was just coming to college. So he just got free from his mama. So now he could do what he wanted to do. And what he wanted to do was not go to no church. <laughs> so, you know, it was a balancing act. But another thing I say is, when you do get somebody that you are passionate about, don't spend so much of your time trying to be Lord over them and police them and make them do what they should do for God. Because if it's somebody who's not into church like you, when it's time for them to change, God will change them. Not you, but God. And it's always been a but God. Because only God can do some things. He, the Bible says that um, when Paul was talking to Timothy, I believe it was Timothy, he said, um, one, plant, one, one planet, one water, but it is God who gives the increase. So you could, so you could put a seed in somebody's life. Somebody else can come along and water that seed. And then God will be the person that increased them into what it is they're supposed to be. Because none of us don't get everything right 100% of the time. And none of us are on the same level spiritually and physically. It is good if you can find someone on the same level with you, the same age, the same everything, so that you will have somebody that's somewhat a good partner for you. Like, But if you don't, you have to have grace and give that person time to grow. You know, like I said, it's, it's good if you can make a, a relationship grow and you're not like, from the same background be it black and white or um buddhist and atheist or whatever your beliefs are you know it's good at some point on something you have to be on one accord if you can make it work but don't police that person don't be judge jury executor because there's only one judge jury and executor and that is god and so we're supposed to be having fun helping one another to grow and we we forget that that's when problems come in when you're trying to make person do yourself your way because your way is the right way and it's your way or the highway and it, it won't work all right that's the truth right there um again drop a clues bomb for you on that yes uh, I feel like that was like the truest thing I ever heard and it definitely gave me comfort on on a lot of stuff on my mistakes um, my my learning and still on you know I realized you know when it comes to understanding the person it ain't gonna be all perfect but if I really feel like this is who I feel I want in my life I'm gonna try my best to do everything possible to understand and learn from this person. And I'm hoping this person could learn back and everything. And again, this is um, the things that has become such a truth and myth type of scenario when we're dealing with trying to find that person who we want to date, who we want to be in a relationship with, and who we want to marry. And then when it comes to the religion half of it, that's where everything gets so tangled up. Mm-hmm. And 
and I'm glad that I mean of course there's many people who I could have had this same the same conversation with but knowing you and knowing how deep you in which with God and your faith and everything there's nobody else who I could think of more to have this type of conversation but you and I'm just honored and you know a privilege to have you um on this podcast with this conversation so thank you for having me um I am deeply honored I hope I answered all the questions to the best of my ability and to your liking oh definitely you know and again it's just something where it's like this is this is this is truth this is truth where it's like you might have some people might have their own ideas or their own mindset and everything but you know again I think the biggest challenge is how long can a marriage be intact when someone says they want to be married when they, they want to they get married and for someone to say they've been married now for 11 years I mean that speaks volumes especially in our day especially with our day and age and everything so that speaks a hell of a lot of volume you know what I think I think that we want to get married but we don't want to really acknowledge that it is marriage is an institution created by God it is something that he created and it has to be done his way and if it's not done his way, it's gonna crumble. So, you know, we jump into stuff, but it's just like if you go to work or if you get on the road, on the road, you got a certain way you're supposed to drive. At work, it's a, it's a certain way you're supposed to dress. It's a certain way you're supposed to do payroll. It's a certain way you gotta file paperwork. What make you think you can get in a marriage and just do it whatever way you want to and think it's going to survive? It's not. If you police people, if you mistreat people, if you hurt people, the person you with, your children, like you could tear up your whole family with trying to just run it your way. But if you're a Christian, then you know the first thing you need to have in place is that relationship with God. And then your family needs to establish as a family, a relationship with God because it's his creation. And so he gets to say what he wants it to look like. And he intended it for it to be fun he intended it for everybody to have their needs met the intimacy is supposed to be there and like he said for this cause shall a man leave mother and father and cleave cleave don't just mean like you know we just live together but it's like you desperately y'all hanging on to each other y'all are one in hand in hand y'all are together it's no longer just two people so you gotta you gotta be willing to sacrifice all for this one person I don't care who and what it is you sacrificing everything because it is a sacrifice to leave your home and follow somebody it's a big sacrifice you don't know where y'all going when y'all get there what y'all gonna see but together is supposed to be happy and not strenuous and one of y'all ain't supposed to be sitting there watching TV while the other person's scared to ask you can, can they get the keys to go to the store because when you get interrupted from your TV show, you the devil. Like, it shouldn't be that. It takes constant understanding, constant grace, constant love. The characteristics of Christ, as the word Christian, it takes constant reassurance of that. Constantly. And women that, you know, they want to get married. Are, when you get married, your mind is like the first, the first. I don't know, a couple of months or something to a year or two, you just kind of feel like you're not good enough. The pressure comes on you and your mind is is a hot mess. You're scared. And it's like you have to, when you see your name change on everything, your license, you know, your everything, it just, everything change. The minute that stuff starts changing, you get overwhelmed because you realize what you just did. You just gave up your stuff to follow some dude to somewhere. You don't know where y'all going, but it's scary. And so when you think about getting into it and then adding faith on top of that, 
you know, you faith should be the first thing, first of all, but for a lot of people, it's not. It's like the last thing, but it's God's institution. It should start with him. But when you when you have God and then you have all the changes you must make up front. The man, all he doing, he got up the next day. He went somewhere, maybe to work, maybe y'all on vacation. You going down to the county house and you are getting your name changed on your social security card, mm -hmm. on like every everything you have your name on. You come down there with proof that I married this man and then doom, they, they take your stuff. And then you are no longer, in my case, it was Mrs. Banks. Miss Banks. I was no longer Miss Banks. I was Mrs. Harris, you know, Harris Jr. actually. So it's like all my stuff changed and I was so afraid. I got overwhelmed. It's like immediately that that stuff hit you, that you just did that and it's weird. Now people calling you by some dude's name. You you wasn't always called this and it feels weird. And then as you, the marriage changing, keep going, other things will be weird. Becoming a parent is weird. Seeing yourself pregnant is weird. You know, it feels weird. It's like, what the crap is happening to me? And then after that, when you go through the whole phase of um, you don't feel sexy, because trust me, you won't. You had a baby. That junk is not sexy. You know, like it all of it is weird. Meanwhile, this dude from the from the jump, only thing that's been happening to him is nothing. He getting up, he going to sleep, he getting up, he going to sleep. <laughs> Like nothing is changing for him. Everything is happening to you. Hey, you gotta know what you're asking for. Now things are happening to him internally, but a lot of men don't really show that externally like that. They just fight that stuff in inwardly. I don't know why, but that's just what they do with it. You know? So it's like the marriage is constantly, constantly changing. And you gotta you gotta have a plan for that stuff. Mm. And if you busy fighting each other, you already lost each other because you don't realize what's being stolen from you. But when, when you're on a fight 24 seven, you lose intimacy and you must rebuild everything that you tear down. And when you put a child in the middle, it's even harder. It's, it's like way harder to rebuild something when now you've bought another little one into the midst of it. It's supposed to be a happy time. Children supposed to be a blessing. Most marriages, that ain't the case. Because they didn't set that right foundation. Foundation is really important. Friendships and then leading into marriage and then whatever else, children and all that. But your foundation must be correct. I'm shut up. Before we, like, one thing, I, I, I say this so many times before I end this, um, do you think that's one of the biggest issues that we have in our own community, in the black community, is foundation? Oh, yes. Yes. Because I don't know how many times I preach that. I'm looking for a bond. I'm looking to build a foundation. But do you feel like when people say they want marriage and kids and all that stuff, do you think in our own black community when black people are trying to find that relationship they lack foundation uh-huh yeah i think most of the times tv teach our young men how to be dads and that is not the greatest teacher ever you know because they watch a lot of tv um it teach our young girls how to be girls what you see on tv now you see how they dress? Now go look at Facebook and see how the girls dress. Don't it mirror the way all mm -hmm. those girls on TV dress? Because they, they probably look good and, you know, wearing all the form-fitted dresses. And I don't have nothing against form-fitted dresses. I own a few. They're not as short as, you know, what we see on TV. But they think that's the standard of being a woman. Big thighs, big butt, flat stomach, you know, chest out to the pole. And then have it out to the pole too. Just just out there for everybody to see. No morals, fighting, ratchet, acting a hot mess in public. That's the standard now. That is the standard. When I think about it, that's actually scary to try to find somebody to date. Come on. I even said that I... um. <laughs> 
what that I um when I when my son gets to that age, we're gonna he not he's not allowed to just pick his own mate because he in order to be something that he's trying to be forgot, but he's gonna be forgot. He needs someone that's sound in faith, not the crazy. I sat on the the uh, church pew and now I'm holier than you type girl. He don't need her, but he also don't need Miss um. I don't want to call her Kardashian, so I say the Rardashian. We don't need that either, you know, because I know the, the Kardashians get picked on a lot, so I ain't gonna, yeah. I don't want to say Kardashian, but that's the only one that I could think of that's, you know, she always wear her form fitted, and she be looking nice in her dresses or whatever, but it's like when they're too short and all of that stuff, that's not no standard. That's not standard of holiness. And so I don't want the girl to dress like a frump dump, but I also don't want her to be an inner psycho who, who dressed the part. You know, like you said, image. Because my son, he don't need all that crazy. You can't fast when you got crazy. You ain't praying when you got crazy on your hands. You doing everything, your attention is on crazy. And that's not something he needs. That's not something anybody needs. It's scary. All right, definitely. Um, so are we getting ready to conclude this? You also say you have a podcast channel yourself. Um, so if people want to listen to your words and every topic you um talk about, or just anything else that you feel like people want to reach out and you know take in a lot of your wisdom, like what is your platform? And what is like? What are the places that people could actually hear you from? Um, I am on Anchor. You can catch me on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, and a couple of others. Um, Overcast and a few other podcast links as author Sunflower J, and that's Sunflower and the letter J. So author Sunflower J. Um, I am on Twitter. My Twitter information is at S as in Sam, H as in Harris, J, S-H-J. So junior, I guess, for the J, <laughs> 5 21 one So that's May 21st, 2011, which is the day I got married <laughs> um, on Twitter. That's how you can find me. And I do respond to if you leave a message on the podcast i do respond on twitter i am not as active on there uh, but that's how that is how you find me all right definitely and again um thank you so much for being a part of dark night truth talk podcast this was this was, you know, a very good experiences and everything. I just like, I just forgot about the time and everything. Cause like, you know, this is very enlightening with a lot of words of wisdom and something that a lot of people don't really understand like what it takes when it comes to your faith and mixing that with love and and I I enjoy it so much. And you know, of course, we, we talk about this for so many times. And for us to actually have a conversation to bring it out to the world, like this is what we do every day. But yeah. now, you know, and of course, I want to thank you for actually introducing me to Anchor, for actually putting a voice platform for myself to bring out on different topics and situations that many people don't know or may not heard about. So I, I thank you for that. I salute you for that, my friend. And, you know, for the fact that we could actually have this conversation for the world to listen, who knows what people could take in from this or expire from this conversation so i thank you so much for this and um i really don't have much to say on 
this because my guest says a lot about this and this is again the first of many um topics dealing with um love dating and relationships in both the light and the dark side of these love stories so this is mike with dark night truth talk with my guest author sunflower j and i am calling it a wrap until next time peace Good night, good day, and stay blessed. Amen.